Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on another week of this podcast. Um, this week, we're going to get a little nostalgic. We're going to share um, our experiences finding that first internship. We know that um, college students, but honestly, even outside of college, uh, there's constantly the sort of like nerves about that first time you go somewhere, be it that first internship or that first job or that first job in a new role or anything of that sort. So um, while this 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 topic is focused on an internship, I think there may be some broader conversations, navigating difficult conversations that are very relatable, no matter what stage in life you're in. So to kick us off, Kim, do you remember your first internship? <laughs> yes, but what I remember more more than that, Nadalis, is getting to Cornell. And me, I don't know if you had an internship after your first year, but I remember getting to the end of the, the year and everybody saying, what are you doing this summer? And I'm like, yes. working at Annie Ann's. And they're like, working at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was like, oh, but what else? And I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Like, I literally <laughs> had no idea what they were talking about. I was so oblivious. I don't feel like it was brought up. And I and I've said this before, we were very lucky. Cornell has a ton of resources, but I still had no idea what you're supposed to do, quote unquote, right? Supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and so my first my first summer uh, after my first year at Cornell, I didn't have an internship. I worked at Annie Ann's, which shout out to Annie Ann's. I loved working there. I actually worked there <laughs> all the way through graduation. Um, Kim, I really think you have to own an Annie Ann's. I feel like I just <laughs> like I feel like I envision that for you, in addition to everything else you do. Yeah, my husband and I have talked about it because I really like I just think it's a great business <laughs> but anyways um so yeah I didn't know what I was doing didn't know even what an internship really was but then when we, after everybody kind of almost shamed at me because I didn't know what I was doing um the second year I was determined I will get an internship this time and so my first internship was actually at the Delaware um the Delaware office for, uh, man, I'm going to get it wrong. The social, like human and social services or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. I was in the labor relations department um, helping someone there, which aligned really well to the major that Melissa and I had, which was industrial labor relations. Um, but again, I had no idea that what we were supposed to do. So once I felt the pressure, I made sure it happened. But yes, that was my first internship. Um, and I really enjoyed it, but it was stressful to know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you have the like the course load, adjusting to living on your own. You have so much going on as it is on your first year that it's really hard to think about the internship process. And there are also timelines you have to keep in mind. You know, what's funny is I kind of had an internship before college. So I um, worked at a law firm um, for almost a couple of years. So my mom and my, my, my parents bought a home in a nicer neighborhood um, back in college. And my mom said, I need to get a return on my investment. So I need you to take advantage of where we live. And she <laughs> literally made me print my resume, which I didn't even know what to put on that resume. I Like I was in high school. Um, but somehow, <laughs> I went and um, knocked on doors to businesses and one of the law firms offered to have me come work full-time that summer and they offered to match my wage that I was making at Dunkin Donuts which is my first time <laughs> ever um, and then I, I worked uh, for them after school like Monday through Friday which is really kind of cute I wore a little suit and everything <laughs> that is cute <laughs> but then when I went to you know like 
Cornell, I think I was so overwhelmed with life that I forgot <laughs> to get an internship. <laughs> and then I called up the Dunkin' Donuts people and I was like, yo, can I come into work? Can I work at the law firm? And so I kind of had those lined up already. Um, <laughs> but I didn't have an internship very closely aligned to um, career paths that I wanted to explore. So like you, I kind of put that um, as my goal for the second um, summer. And I went to India, I went to work for a nonprofit doing um, uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of my eat, pray, love phase too, because I had just gotten out of my first real big relationship. Thank God. If you're listening, dude, thank God. Um, <laughs> I don't want to drop his name, but should be Martin. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I um I I I remember that I went to Cornell's career guidance office, specifically our college's career guidance office. And the funny thing was I said, I really want to get an internship. I don't care what's it what like it, it's you know, about, but I wanted to be in South America because I really want to like get close to my Peruvian roots. And they were like, well, we don't have something in South America, but we have in India. And I was like, they're so the same. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That's like a whole other continent. It's like so outside weird. of this one. So, but I was, I was like, I just want something new. I want to explore something different. And I'm so, That's so awesome. glad I did it. I, looking back, my gosh, I learned so much, not only like from the culture, but just the people I was working with um, introduced me to all kinds of career paths. And kind of to tie this entire thing was uh, this nonprofit received funds from Infosys, which is essentially the equivalent of Google in India or was 10 years ago. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Um, and then I actually ended up working for Infosys many years later. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I went to the Infosys offices in Bangalore and like um, I think it was Mysore and they were beautiful. And I was like, um, I, I worked here instead, you know, because it was so fancy but I did later on in life anyway I'm, I'm talking on so one thing <laughs> I do want to stress is that um, finding that first internship is really hard yeah. um, and and Kim what was your process for getting the internship do you recall it's so funny that you were like I want to go as far away as possible basically because mine was the exact opposite <laughs> I was um, very very anxious about living on my own and doing anything by myself I mean even just going five hours to Cornell was was daunting to me and yeah. so my first internship I remember going to career services and saying I don't really care what I do but I want to be in Delaware like I want to be able to stay in my home state uh, have an experience I think I also said I want to be paid but they were like I mean you, you beggars can't be choosers type thing right so, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <and> so <laughs> I remember that she, the, the woman in the office, um, pulled a list of every alum from Cornell that worked, that, um, worked in Delaware. And so basically my job was to email them all and send them my resume and tell them that I would be very excited to work with them. And I think I sent like 15 or 20 emails and I got two responses. I don't remember what the second one was, but I remember the one from the state office, um, saying, we'd love to have you. Do you want to be paid? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> no, I don't want to be paid. Please keep the money. <laughs> and she that. was like, how, how much should you be paid? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> it was honestly crazy. But I was, I felt, I mean, I was, I guess it makes sense if you think about it. Because I was working for us at the state. We were working in the labor relations office. Um, 
And I think she ended up paying me like $15 an hour, which at the time was pretty big. Um, yeah. So I so I would work. I remember I worked nine to four because I was like, or maybe it was 830 to four, something like that, like the state uh, state office hours. And then I would go, I would start my shift at Annie Ann's at 6 p.m. And I would work until nine. Until <laughs> yeah. That was a crazy summer. I would, I was working a lot. Um, but I remember that the career services office was so helpful because even though I was limiting myself, like thinking back, I'm like, wow, I should have just like, I mean, I think I did the right thing for me at the time, but they were so willing to just say like, oh, like try this. They helped me with my resume. They helped me. Uh, I don't think they helped me write the emails. Actually, probably you did. At least. I, don't know. <laughs> I feel like that would have been a thing. I'm like, can you read this? But how does it look? Um, and so that was my first one. I think that there were they have a lot more resources to like find things outside of that. But because I was so specific in terms of where I wanted to be, that was the process I took. And yeah. honestly, like I was so thankful that like it, it makes you really see how alumni networks can be powerful tools. And so whenever I I haven't gotten any emails like that, but if I did, I would be really excited. And so whenever my students who are not alum of my institution need help, I try to help them because I remember just feeling so stuck and not sure what to do. And I was like, these are random strangers who were like, sure, come work with me. I thought that was really cool. You know, one thing that um, you bring up is um, where where do you get started? So we definitely career services office of your institution. Um, They tend to also, I've noticed that over the past few years, we had it at Cornell, but I've seen it in other universities with my siblings and cousins. Um, They also have an internal um, job and internship uh, Mm -hmm. software system specific to your college. And they're usually, you tend to have better success there rather than cold applying Mm -hmm. um like through you know LinkedIn or whatever because there's sort of that affiliation like I want specifically students from this college we may have a partnership right that sort so I would start there and then the third thing is um what you mentioned Kim is reaching out to alums so um I found a book a long time ago I don't know that I recommend everything but there was a, a very specific call out there that has stayed with me to this day, which is the fact that it's called Why Your 20s Matter. We'll link it in the notes. But there was a a comment in there about loose ties, loose connections, and how, as Kim mentioned, if she were to get an email today or a LinkedIn message, she'd be like more than happy to chat. I feel the very same way. Sometimes you think this person's so impressive. um, They have so much experience. um, Surely they're so busy, they can't speak to me. And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes they they might just have had a baby or in my case, like a grandpa, something, (laughs) right? Um, So they might be busy, but... um, more often than not, they will, um, if they don't have the time, at least we'll like refer you to someone or maybe share an interesting link or whatever. Um, and um, they're happy to chat with you because it's it often you think back to when you started and how difficult it was and you want to pay it forward. Um, I tend to get uh, the occasional message on LinkedIn, not always from my institution, but people who are trying to either um, interview at the company where I work or they're trying to understand how I pivoted into product management or anything of that sort. And um, I usually give them a time and I just say, hey, I can chat this week for, you know, 20 minutes or something. And um, I tend to respond to people that are very specific and say, this is specifically what I'm looking to understand or learn. And and I think, yeah, it, it, it I think it's uh, important to also think about starting there if you find that the other two resources we mentioned are not, you know, giving you the results that you're looking for. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that that I, I think 
So some folks don't even realize the power of the networks that they have. It might not be your alumni network. It could be your neighbor. Like I, um, some of the students in my, you mentioned that already in terms of your, um, how you got your internship. And I know when I talk to students in, in the district where I live, they, I mean, we live in a, in a very diverse community, so they might have a doctor for a neighbor, or they may have someone who, um, you know, runs their own business and needs, is looking for an apprentice. So like, there's definitely different things that you can, you can look for. And I think what you said is so important. Don't, it doesn't hurt to ask, just try. Like the worst cases that they'll say, no, I'm sorry, I don't have any time. I don't have anything to help you. Um, but at the best case scenario, like even when I can't help someone, I usually try to connect them to someone else. So like, exactly. uh, definitely you want to use those networks, utilize all the resources at your institution, guys. Like there, I can't stress enough, like that's part of what you're paying for. If you're paying, like, even if you're not paying with your own money, someone's paying for you to be in college. So like definitely exactly. use the advantage of, You're paying for that. Yeah. hundred percent. I think one thing, I don't know if, if you did this or not, Mela, but one thing I also tell my students to consider, I definitely didn't do this. Um, if you can't find an internship that feels right, or if you don't really know where to start, research is another good thing that you could um, put on your resume and start to like delve deeper. And for some students that ends up being like a path, they end up maybe, maybe even pursuing a PhD. Um, did you do research in college? Um, yes, I did. I did. I worked with um shout out Professor Pilar Parra. She was amazing. <laughs> um, we'll talk about this in another episode, Navigating White Spaces, but she was one of the few um Latina professors at Cornell at the time. And um I just uh it I I ultimately did not become an acad- uh academic, is it? Um, I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> I, I learned so much from her leadership, um, the content area that we were exploring. We were looking at, um, I think it was like healthy eating habits in the Latino community. At the time, oh. there weren't that many, but we were trying to oh. reshape that. Um, it was so interesting, Kim. That's a really great shout out. Yeah. And and, and I think you can like approach a professor about this stuff. Like you yeah, know. exactly. So I, but I, I guess my point here is like, think creatively like if, if if I hadn't been successful in getting an internship through my very limited scope that I presented for myself I think I would have reached out to professors or someone else to say like what can I do um during my break so that I don't have nothing on my resume like my my biggest concern after <laughs> realizing that everyone else was like bolstering their resume was like mine was going to be empty and yeah. um and that's really really important because that's how when you end up going for your first job like you are going to have to talk about your past experiences what you've learned how you are a good team player and yeah yes there are some other ways that you can demonstrate those skills but I think having that internship honestly like really really helped and so if you don't have that what else can you do to help make your resume strong and I'll also say this like you don't have to wait for a summer to do research or or to even do an internship I know that there are some depending on where your institution is located you could do an internship during the school year you could do research during the school year um, you could be a leader in a co- college club, like all these things matter for your resume. And so, yeah, I, I know we're focusing on internships here, but I just wanted to note that there are many ways to start to, to build your profile and your skills. Yeah. And I, I, a great call out came as far as getting involved with clubs or um, more informal ways to get that experience. Um, for example, I um, I know that with my brother trying to get that internship, first internship was kind of tough because he didn't have any like prior admin experience at all or anything. So over Thanksgiving uh, a little while ago, we um, I said, hey, I'm going to teach you the basics of coding and let's explore a topic that you think is interesting. And we 
were looking at transfer rates for um, soccer players, which was an interesting topic to me as well. And we just scrubbed data and I taught him how to do that. And so that was something he put on his resume as a very, very specific skill. And I will say wasn't entirely why he got an internship at the IDB but it was a major reason. And they they spoke about his experience and it was something awesome. he had to teach himself. Uh, again, a lot of privilege there because he has this amazing sister, another <laughs> sister, but anyway. Um, so it, it really, you know, um, drives home the point that you really have to get creative around how you present and prepare yourself to go on that internship hunt. And I think that um, it's also important to make sure time is in your favor. So as far as when to look for internships, that is definitely something I did not appreciate. So for example, if um, you're, you know, generally college starts in the fall, you need to be thinking about the internship like October for the next year. And, and that sounds like super far in advance. However, there are certain internships that start locking things out like sometime in, in the winter, like early mid-December, the really competitive ones, like, um, you know, working for a fancy consulting firm, investment banking, I would imagine some tech internships, they're looking to start that process really early on. And you ideally have your offer January, or February already. And like a lot of times I did not know that kind of timeline. So I just kind of missed it entirely and then had to get like extra creative about finding something. So um, the We're very good at being creative. So <laughs> was that? We're really good at being creative. <laughs> oh, girl. Yeah. I think that's like the Latina first gen in us. We just <laughs> yeah. to, you know, it's like, oh, this door didn't work. Let me try another one. Let yeah, me try exactly. another one. Yeah. Exactly. Or like just the hustle. I'm going to have like an office internship and then work at any ends. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I, and I think I mean, ultimately, I think, Kim, that's why we've had a lot of success in our careers professionally, mm -hmm. because we're constantly thinking outside of like what is presented to us. Like, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. How else do I learn? How do I navigate difficult situations? That kind of thing, you know? I don't know. Yeah, if you absolutely. And I, I love what you said about just getting ahead. I think I think it's industry specific. I know that for like a lot of the nonprofit work that I did or working with unions, the, the timeline was different, but I always tell students go to the career. Like one of the first things you need to do upon arriving in college is go to the career services office, get an idea of, of what that timeline might be for the industry that you're looking for. Like Madali said, and you might be surprised to learn that it's way earlier than you thought. Um, or you might find, oh, well, because you want to work with a nonprofit, they don't know their needs until April or May. And that's like kind of stinks because you're really coming up against the end of the school year and not sure. Like I had in many instances where I had no idea what I was going to be doing. Even upon college graduation, I hadn't heard back from the fellowship that I applied yet. Um, and like that feeling isn't good, but at least I knew because of the industries that I was looking into that that was normal. Um, and so, yeah, I think heading to the career services office is a good tip to just kind of get acquainted with um, what you should expect and how how to navigate it, because it, it can be weird, particularly if you don't have anyone in your family or, or friends um, or family friends to kind of tell you what to expect. And even if you do, honestly, it might have changed. Like yeah. the college process has changed so much in the last few years. That is true of probably in many of the other processes that you might experience um, related to your careers. That's that's very true. I think um, for as much as we say apply online is not the only way you you should do that in addition to also, you know, personal networks and um, uh, making sure that you use very um, up to date keywords that sometimes yeah. certain places like, you know, will um, just like 
uh, filter for. And, and I think those kinds of mechanisms have like definitely shifted over the past 10 years. We just, we're relying a lot more on technology and internal systems to do that kind of screening. Um, that being said, um, what, what did it feel like Kim to kind of walk into that first place where you had to, I don't know if you were wearing a suit, but sort of like, (laughs) you know, those jitters that come from like, how do, like my brother was like, how do I act professional? And I was like, uh, <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> I love that you asked if I wore a suit because, oh my gosh, that is. I think that that was the most stressful part of internships for me. I know you guys cannot see me, but I'm not even five feet tall. Um, <laughs> in <laughs> in college, I was probably a hundred pounds. Like literally finding clothes was so stressful. And then adding on the fact that like a, a, a nice suit is actually between a hundred, two hundred dollars minimum. Like I had nothing to wear. And I remember, oh my gosh, this must have been my third year of college. But I remember going, that was the year we took this super seriously. And we were like doing tons of interviews on campus. Uh Um, And I remember going in with some outfit that they were like, "Uh, you cannot cannot interview in that. And so they Uh like found me a a suit jacket in the closet that was two sizes too big. Um, But she was like, this is better than what you had. (laughs) <laughs> so yes I think that um for anyone out there who might be in the same boat I know a lot of campuses actually have closets now or budgets for students so please ask like you I, I wish Cornell had had that I mean I'm glad they had the closet but I was just so small that it wasn't going to be helpful um so yes I was so anxious about the clothing I don't know what I wore probably probably I think I had like slacks and like a button-up shirt but I definitely didn't have a jacket because I couldn't afford a jacket and I couldn't have found one that would fit me and then be able to like tailor it to fit me would cost more so anyway all that to say very anxious about like how I looked how I like not only what I was wearing but how I physically looked I was the only person of color in the space um I had no idea what like protocol was similar to what your brother's saying like I don't I I hi, how are you doing? What can I do today? <laughs> uh, you know, it was so awkward. Um, but I had a really nice team and they they definitely, like they knew it was my first internship. They were very kind. I think they were happy to help someone from their state like get this experience. So I think that was really good. But it was definitely so uncomfortable for the first couple, I would say probably at least first two weeks when I was still trying to figure out like, when to talk, when not to talk, what to wear, what not to wear. Do I bring my lunch? Do I buy my lunch? <laughs> like, what do all these things do? <laughs> so many factors. Yeah. Or talk about the fact that some of these things are now happening um, online. Yes. And, you know, like, how do you navigate that? So one thing I want to share is um, the awkward or, you know, difficult thing that um, I've noticed in internships is my brother um, had this awesome internship. It was mostly online. And one of the things he struggled with was getting help on the first, like the mm-hmm. first couple of weeks, getting set up, figuring out the proper way to um, use data and um, to add like more complexity to the situation. His manager was out of office when oh, he joined no. personal emergency. <laughs> so like not planned, you know, he had to like leave the country. And so my brother's like, oh, what do I do? And so he'd call me like uh, many, many times during that first week. And he goes, how do I ask? Like, do I just grab time on people's calendar? What are like the etiquette? What's the etiquette around, you know, all this stuff. And um, 
I didn't always know, but I would say, you know, just check in and say, hey, um, I did this one thing. Um, may I help you with this other thing? Or may I grab time? Just send them a message first before you just grab time on their calendar and ask, you know, like your questions and let them know where you're at. Just do constant check-ins with them. So I think that it can be really difficult to navigate that first internship. And it can it can be really awkward <laughs> figuring out the amount of communication. Do I use email versus like, you know, Teams or Slack? Like, I don't exactly. want to overly emoji things. Um, <laughs> all the struggles, right, with digital life. Oh yeah. my gosh, Bella! In our last minute or two, what is a tip that you have for students or even adult learners that are that are heading in this process? What's the one thing you would say to keep in mind? Um, context. Context is critical. Understand um, what is your manager do? Who do, who do they report to? Um, who are the people that report to your manager? Get to know that because you don't want to, um, by accident, share information that you're not supposed to share with another team mm. or anything of that sort. So just kind of be mindful of that and understand the context under which you're doing your work. Um, maybe sharing, not sharing things like publicly with other people, stuff like that. What about you, Kim? I think mine would be to always approach this from um, a state of inquiry or learning. So mm -hmm. I know that in my first internship, I didn't always have stuff to do. Um, I think they didn't know how to use me. I, I, don't, I don't think I mentioned this, but they had never had an intern before, which is why they were asking me, do you want to be paid? Like what hours? Do you? Like they really didn't know. And so um, one thing I learned in that experience that I still do to this day is if I have some downtime, like asking for things to read, or can I go to that meeting with you? Or um, what is something that I should be, what's a skill that you want me to be able to come away with? So I think opening those, those uh, lines of communication and just, it's okay if you have downtime, but use it, like definitely don't just like sit there. So if you can find out like things that you can be doing, that's a really good way to, to learn. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, there's a lot to to be done and and don't be discouraged if your first internship isn't perfect. Like you'll definitely uh, keep learning what you want and what you need and, and it'll just get better over time. It does. It does. And you're there to learn. Remember that, you know, there may, there may be awkward moments. I remember I'll, I'll share it briefly, um, snafu on my part. So I had, I think it was like the first couple of days of my internship and I was uber eager to get stuff done. And I messaged someone being like, um, Hey, um, I don't really have anything to do. Let me know if I can help with something, something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And my manager brought me into her office and goes, he's my manager. And it makes it look like, like I'm not giving you anything if you oh no correctly um you should have asked me first and the reason why I didn't give you much to do is because I just want you to get settled in and uh, enjoy the city get like you know settled into the new city that you moved it moved to for the internship I was so embarrassed but she was very she gave me a lot of grace because she called it out and I could tell she was a little frustrated but she also said it's your first internship and this is a big lesson for you to understand context and wow. just you know, you know walk a little tread tread lightly the first few um few <laughs> days well you don't don't let the eagerness um get in the way of um you know relationships so but it, I, I still remember it look it's been more than 10 years and I it was a very valuable lesson for me it yeah. wasn't comfortable learning it at the time but I'm glad I I'm sure it was uncomfortable. I would probably would have cried. <laughs> I think I did. I went no, I, I went and ate a big chocolate muffin. That's how I coped back then. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Lots of adventures a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And with that, cheers everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode. We look forward to hearing what kind of feedback you have for us. Yes, please share with a friend and have a good one. Bye everyone.